to another episode of MJ's Progress Not Perfection. Today's guest is Latasha. Latasha has... <laughs> Latasha's killing it. She did 18 months and she got out and now she's got dove head first into the program and she's going to get into all her story and from where she was to where she's at, you know, she's doing amazing things. You know, she's a late bloomer when it comes to when she got into drugs and alcohol, but it doesn't matter when you get involved because when you dive in like she dove in, you end up where she ended up. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show, Latasha. I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me. Um, and congratulations, you just had two years clean and sober, right? Yes, I did. That's awesome. How is that? Is this the most time you've ever had? Yes, actually, is. That's congrats. I know that feeling when you hit like start hitting those milestones of like, holy shit, I've never gone this long. Like, that's always right. Such a good how old are you? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 32. 32. Okay, so when did you start your journey into drugs and alcohol? Um, a couple of years ago, uh, I want to say probably 2013, okay, I started so- with marijuana, then went to cocaine, then went to, um, crack, and I tried meth also, did pills, opiates. So wait, you, you were like a late bloomer then, you didn't get really get into, like, anything till your 20s? Yeah. So, like, your teens, you were, like, nothing really, or... Like, no, I was I was drinking during my teens and smoking cigarettes. Okay, so like you were just like a regular high school kid then, like going to class and drinking with your friends on the weekends. Yeah. Nothing like too crazy, not like losing control kind of shit. No. No, but that comes later. So, yeah, it did. So now, really so bad. now, like now, you would be like twenty two years old. 20 like early 20s what yeah i was i was 22 when i converted from being a heavy drinker to a pill user which right. lasted for 10 years yeah so like what happened for you at that age where you're like i need to be an alcoholic <laughs> no one ever um, says that but like what like what started like what was going on that you started like drinking more and using all of a sudden um i just wanted to hang out with the crowd and be a part with everybody and no, just so, being the crowd. They're just part of the like part of the peoples that you were with. They were just like they were going off the rails, and you kind of went down with them. Right. Then I started I going through things like being molested and um just traumatizing stuff, you know. And it just led to harder, harder drugs. Like it got real worse, and you know, I never was the type of person to like talk about my problems. I always held it in and just turned to drugs and alcohol. Uh, made that disappear for a second but it was always there when I got sober again so yeah yeah because like you know well, being I'm sorry they had to go through that being less than going through trauma is never you know an easy thing I feel like we all have that trauma in common not that yeah. trauma not not specifically that trauma I mean, there are a lot of people that have that trauma in common for what it's worth um but I mean like in general like I feel like we all have some kind of trauma yeah. You know, whether and I consider even grief trauma, you know, when right. you break it down. So like that's like where mine comes from. You know, we all have like some kind of thing where it's like when you start looking back, you're like, oh, shit, that's where it started. Right. You know, um, and I'm sure whether like somebody you trust it. Um, yeah, there was someone I trusted. And um, yeah. like in my addiction, I was like um, prostituting and selling myself for drugs and stuff like 
that and um one of the situations um my last situation I was raped, kidnapped and beaten. Um yeah, so it was a couple people I, I knew and trusted. So Yeah. I mean yeah. I can't even imagine like being kin like you know, that's totally losing control. I'm sure you, were, were you high too, so you really had no control? Yeah, I was high. Yeah, but not probably not even like from what I hear, like a lot of times you're just like straight drugged and like you were high because you didn't want to be high. You had to be high kind of thing. Like right. it was forced upon you. Yeah. Um. So you, your drugs then, were they based, like what was your drug of choice? You had the money, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I got paid. What are you going, what were you buying? Like, what was your drug of choice, like, that you would be going to pick up? Um, crack cocaine. Crack, okay. And is that, like, that's where you lost your control the most? Yeah, I was introduced to it, um, when I had my son. And I liked it when I first tried it. I was, and then it was, like, I could smoke it and then stop, you know. But then it got worse. I, I was doing it every day, all day, doing anything and whatever I had to do to get it, um, selling myself i was um breaking injuries and stealing and you know yeah so how many how many arrests did you end up having before you got sober um over 21 21 arrests in yes. like in eight years yeah how many times did you do, do any stays during those 21 arrests or were you just um, posting each time the longest i stayed was 18 months um before that um i would spend like a couple months then i got out then went back like two days later so okay so the 18 months now i know you know it can be easy to get shit in, in there but i heard that on the women's side it's harder to get shit on the men than on the men's side so yeah. what was your experience like for that 18 months when you were still in addiction were you finding shit and using or were you clean um i was clean um they actually they had ice and stuff in there but you know i by that time, I was already like six months clean, so you know I didn't came that far, so it wasn't no need to turn back now. And I didn't want to experience like the reaction, and you know. Yeah, you didn't want to have to go through you know that all over again in jail. Yeah. Now, when you got out of jail, you picked up again. No, I stayed clean. Okay, so um, you've I, been clean since that 18 month stay. Yeah. So that um, picture you sent me. Yeah. That you know that before and after. Yep. Okay, so that's that when you went in there, right? Yeah. Can yeah. you tell me about like right now the picture is going to be popping up on the screen, right? So mm -hmm. right now the audience is seeing that before too. That you know yep. that's a crazy before. What mm -hmm. was going on, you know, when you got arrested that one time? If you don't, you know. Um, in that picture, um, yeah. I was up for like probably at least two months. Yeah. No, you were you were you were awake for two months. Yeah. I was getting okay. high. I was chasing that next, that next, that next high. And um, that day, um, I was trying to figure out how to get the next, you know, high or whatever. Trying to figure out how to, a way to make money. And um, that day, I decided to stop at like bus stops. And you know, the because like the, I think the bus was running late that day. So I was like, you know, if you got five dollars, I can go ahead and take you to your destination. So I had like three people seated in the car or whatever. And around that time that I got pulled over, um, I had just picked up a guy on Ashley Phosphate. And, like, it was a lot of traffic. It was probably, like, 7 o'clock that morning. And so I decided to get in the median and ride down the median and try to get in front of the line. And no Chaucer rolled past me and, and made a U-turn and got behind me and pulled me over. So I got pulled over for um, DUS.
Driving what? Driving on suspension. Oh, you were, okay, you were driving on suspension. So, what, what was this dude thinking in the back? Like, some dude thinking he was getting a ride to work, and all of a sudden, you start driving down the median? Yeah, he just actually fired up a blunt. So, he was like, oh, snap, you know? So, he ended up getting let go. I told him, I told the police the situation, you know? I told him he ain't got nothing to do with anything that's in the car. Yeah. So, so that was, but he had his own blunt? Yeah. He happened to be like, oh, shit, okay, so you're yeah, you're he, being crazy. You don't mind if I smoke this blunt then. Yeah. <laughs> the so, bus driver won't let me smoke. <laughs> that picture um, was actually my – I went through my mugshots on Charles County. I picked the worst uh, mugshot. That wasn't the, the mugshot recently when I did my 18 months. Uh, okay, what's that mugshot from? Um, That's from when I got pulled over in Charles County. But you might as well say that's how I looked when I got also locked up. In oh, bus- yeah. So yeah, <laughs> same difference. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like two months. That's you know, I, I have a sponsee that you know he's gone 32 days. He said, you know, he yeah. he was in the math and he said his record was 32 days straight, like no naps, no nothing, just like straight awake. And I was like, man, like how was the psychosis with that? Like he was like, I was in psychosis anyway, so it didn't matter how long I was awake for. And I was like, damn. So you know. Was there a program in, like, I know that, like, you know, they bring meetings into jails, you know, H&I, you know what I mean? Hospitals, institutions, yeah. they bring meetings in. Is that, like, your introduction? Well, we didn't really get a chance to get the meetings. We had um, church a couple of times, and then the COVID hit, so, and they they took that away, so it was like, you know, I didn't really get introduced to, like, meetings and, and really well, introduced that's... to, like, recovery until I got out. I just knew I wanted to be sober and didn't want to use anymore. Yeah. But so, um, I ended up getting five years suspended to drug court. So I do th- um drug court three days a week, and I also have a sponsor, Sherry. Um, I'm working my steps and I'm on step eight and stuff like that. So that's all. Yeah, good. I didn't really get introduced to. I started drug court. That's cool. I know. Um, you don't want me asking. Do you go to AA or NA? Or I go to all. You go to all of them. Which one are you doing the steps on? You doing it through the big book or the big book? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, I used to go to all kinds of meetings too. Like it didn't matter what kind of A it was, I was gonna go. Yeah. Like I even sat in for a marijuana anonymous meeting one time. <laughs> yeah, they need an Amazon anonymous too. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would that, that would be a different. That would be just like Zon A or something yeah. like that. Already yeah. already <laughs> so you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> right. Um. So step eight. That's. What, so, oh, you're coming up on amends. Yeah. I just, I just did the dots. I just connect. Okay. Yeah. How, sure. how was your? I always ask, how was your fourth step then? My fourth, it was emotional and like to look back and see how messed up I was, yeah. messed up of a person I was, you know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's I got a good thing. No, yeah, it's, yeah, it the, is. the emotional part's a good thing, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you weren't getting emotional about it, that means you wouldn't care about it, which means you're not putting any effort into it. Yeah, when I was high, I yeah. didn't have no emotions, didn't care about nobody. <laughs> no, who feelings I hurt, didn't care about none of that. But, you know, to be sober and actually see that, it, it took a big weight off my shoulders. Oh, I'm sure. Now, and you said you got a kid. How many How many kids do you have? Just one? I have one. Okay. What's that? I have one biological. Okay, and you have other like stepkids? Yeah, two stepkids. Okay. Yeah, yeah sorry, what are you married? Are you engaged or I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. Engaged, congrats. And hey. um how long have you guys been together? Oh, um, we've been together for about six months. So 
Now, it, yeah, um, she's um she's a big supporter. That's one of the pictures I sent you. Um, yeah, is she yeah. in the program. Is she in the program too? She's or? sober. Um, she's she's very supportive. You know, she's trying to she's gonna start coming to meetings with me and you know. So she's like, you know, just like a normie who doesn't drink, and that's why, like, you mean by sober by that, or she stopped drinking a while ago? She she stopped. She's an occasional drinker, but she doesn't, you know. Yeah. Because around you, out of respect. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, most definitely. I'm always curious with relationships. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, my wife and I were both sober now, but you know, she drank and I used. Not together. You know, we met kind of after the fact. You know. Right. So like, I'm always curious, like how supportive it is that's awesome so you guys got yeah. four right in the house then yeah well that's my awesome. son he's actually in maryland with my mom um because when i was in addiction um the first time he got taken um he was taken by dss luckily my brother ended up getting him and then you know the only the only way i could get my son back is if i moved to maryland with my mom so i moved to maryland with my mom and I begged her to let me come back to South Carolina and end up doing the same thing over. So he ended up going back with her. You know, I just like when I came back down here, it just got. I started doing drugs around him and, you know. It just, it yeah, just got real worse. So wait, are you from Maryland? Are you from South Carolina? Are you from Virginia? I'm, I'm, I'm from Norfolk. To... I'm, I'm from Norfolk, Virginia. OK, is that where you did most of your using? No, I did most of my, I've been here since 99, so I did all my using here. Oh, in South Carolina? Yeah. Okay, all right, I got you now. Now I'm caught up. I, was, I, I wasn't sure if you're down Norfolk or where you were. I talk to people all over yeah. the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I'm always confused or, you know, not confused, but playing catch up. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Um, all right, so now when you went, you went back down to South Carolina, now... You said you had time before in prison. Each time you were in jail, were you staying clean? There's other times when you did like Each months time at a time. I stayed clean. Well, one time that I went to jail, I tried ice for the first time, and it had me lit. Like <laughs> I didn't like it, you know, because my my preference was crack. But that was the only I tried drugs one time in jail. I was too paranoid, you know, like COs coming back and forth, and yeah. I didn't feel like I keep looking at my back. So you know. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Like, I've heard even people say, like, actually a guy that, you know, was in the crack, too, back in the 80s and 90s, he said every time he did jail, he went to jail, he was always clean because he wouldn't be able to enjoy the high in jail. He would he was like, I, it wouldn't have been fun for me, it, you know, so I, yeah. I just waited all the time. I was like, okay, I can get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was, like, was there a time at all where you, like, knew that, like, you were an addict, like, while you were in it? Like I like I, I knew was I was denial. Like, you were in denial. Yeah, I was in denial. Um, and so like the eighteen eighteen months I spent in jail, I had time to you know sit and reflect on like everything you know I'd put my son through and myself and my family you know. So I you know I realized you know I was powerless and you know I had no control. Yeah, yeah. I mean I would you know because that, that that's a quick progression. You know what I mean? Or regression. I went, you know, it seems like it went downhill pretty south, pretty fast for you. Right. Like for it to go like, you know, did you look a lot different from when like you started to when you got really into it? Yeah. So you look I, like, you, like you look like you do now, 
before, and then mm-hmm. you look like you did I during. I look better. <laughs> <laughs> I look better. You know. Well, I mean, we can all say that we were younger, you know, so yeah. it's easy to say that, you know, yeah. younger and before drugs and alcohol really took us. So it's a lot easier right. to say that. So don't feel bad about that. So, um, but that, okay. So yeah, it went, cause that's so crazy. Cause usually it is the opposite, not the opposite, but like, you know, like for me and a lot of people I talked to, it was like teenage years, you know, early teens, like adolescents. So like we're growing into this body of right. what we're about to get into so it's it hopefully it can only get better because right. you know but you know you f- i guess you find drugs when you find drugs and you find your way out when you find your way out yeah that's why you know everybody's story is different right. so you know um when you're what was like the time like when you know you realized when going like when you were out of jail right now you're like mm-hmm. free free did you realize like, okay, I definitely don't want to do drugs again, you know, because like there, it's always still like when you first get out, you know, it's available again, you know, now you're on your own again. There's no one watching you. Right. You know, what, what before and before you got into meetings and finding a sponsor in drug court, or was it just the threat of drug court that kept you clean in the beginning? It was just the fact that, you know, like, I kept leaving my son and, you know, he's asking about me and, you know, I didn't, I didn't like the way I looked and felt and I just, I just didn't like the feeling of being high no more. Okay. Had you been introduced to the program at all while you were in addiction? Like any other times like in jail or anything where you were sent for probation for anything or meetings? Okay. I wasn't sure because you were driving with suspended license. Why was it suspended? Um, because... Um, multiple tickets, unpaid tickets, unpaid fines. Yeah. While you were in, while you were in addiction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really get the drugs. That's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah. when did you meet your um, your girlfriend, your fiance? I met her in March. Um, Doing the math. How, how quick after did you leave did you meet her? After I left. Um, J- jail. Jail. Um... I got out in January. Okay, so you met her a couple months after then. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. When I got down, when I got back down here and I got in the Oxford House, yeah, that's when I met her. Uh, okay, so are you, you were in a sober living at the time when you got out, or a halfway house? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still in. I'm still in there. I'm still in um Oxford. Okay. How much time you got in there? Um, I've been here. Yeah, since March. So. How long do you have to be there for? Um, it depends on how the judge feel, you know, if she feels like, you know, I'm ready to be on my own. Are you seeing the judge anytime soon to talk about it? But it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I love, I love the support here and, you know, the women get together and, you know, talk good support yeah. system. They take you to meetings and stuff from there too. Yeah. We go to meetings together and also. That's good. Yeah, it's always like fun to go to meetings with a group of people that you already know. It was always going with my rehab or going with my sober living people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we went to rehab or went to meetings outside of the rehabs or whatever. And then I got back to Pennsylvania and then I was like, I got to go to this meeting. I'm going by myself. You know, I got to walk in there right. by myself. I'm not walking in with a whole group of people, you know, like from rehab right. where I can kind of blend in. They're going to watch me walk in. <laughs> and it was like right. nerve wracking the first time. Yeah. But then it was like everything else. You know, you walk in, you say, hey, my name is JD. I'm an alcoholic. And then it's like, hey. And then 
it was all fine. It was just that first time, I was like, oh, this is weird. This is a little different. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, that's how I felt in the beginning. But now I walk in, and it's like they call my name and greeted me and like with open arms and stuff. So it's pretty cool. There's a lot yeah. of love. Yeah, it can be a really supportive place when it's done right. You know what I mean? Like when you and the actual, like when you're buying into the program, you know what I mean? Like when you're not trying to relate out, you're trying to relate in. It makes it a right. much better experience for you, you know, because right. you want to be there. You don't need to be there. Well, you probably need to be there, but you know, you more want to be there than need to be there. Like you'd yeah. be going, you'd be going. You're walking to on your own, you know? Yeah, exactly. Do you are you required to go to a certain amount of meetings every week? Um, I'm, I'm with Oscar. I'm required to go to three meetings. Um, with drug court, I'm required to go to six. So, so you do six. six. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that keeps you busy for sure. When did you meet yeah, your sponsor? Yeah, I met her, um, I got in Oxford in March. Um, I want to say probably like, I went to a meeting, I probably like two weeks after. I want to say, I'm not too sure. But it was, I, it was very quick. Because she shared, she shared a meeting and I was like, you know, I like her, you know. She, she has what I want. So, you know, I made her my sponsor and She's great. She's very good. She Isn't calls me out of my BS, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, she like remind, did she remind you of you? Did she, like, have some kind of similar qualities that, like, kind of reminded you of you? Yeah. I yeah. am my sponsor. <laughs> yeah. It always makes it a lot better to try to relate to them when you feel like you can understand them on, like, a different kind of level, right? Yeah, and, definitely. And, and what's the relationship you have with your peer counselor? Um, it's a, um... Is Asa and Christy, um, they're, um, they work at the drug court. Um, they're very supportive. I go to meetings with them on Thursdays, you know, and, um, they just talk to me and encourage me and motivate me, you know, and just let me know that I'm not alone. And you know, yeah, peer, peer counseling's not used enough. Like I talk about it lately because like, I didn't know what peer counselor was until recently. Yeah. And I feel like that's a shame because it can be so helpful to people. I mean, it's basically like, like having a sponsor. Yeah. You know, right? Is that how is that how it is? They're kind of like sponsors or mentors, right? Because like they yeah. they were you, right? They are also sponsors, yep. Um yeah. Christy's my sponsor sponsor. <laughs> 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 yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it, they are sponsors. So and then that's just a pure coincidence then because you just heard your sponsor speak. You know, and then you asked her to be your sponsor. Did you know that she was connected to your peer counselor? I didn't know until later on. That's funny. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a Asa's also with Oxford. So it's, oh, okay. it's pretty cool how everything just fell, fell together. Like, it's yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, because that makes a big difference when you feel like you can have that kind of connection, you know what I mean, with somebody. Yeah. You know? You know, because you feel like you can say something and not no, not going to be judged for it. You know, like they're right. going to understand. You right. know, because like, and well, South Carolina it's just filled with a bunch of small towns. I feel like so, like everybody's going to know each other. Yeah. You know? What part you at? I'm in North Charleston. North Charleston. Okay, I have a, I have a friends in Charleston, and because I I've, I've always wanted to go down there because I love Bill Murray. And yeah. I saw Bill Murray's stomping grounds. He's got a house there. He's got some restaurants. He's got, you know, 
that baseball team, that whatever, the River Dogs yeah. or whatever, Muck Dogs or whatever. Right. Yeah, so I've always wanted to go down there to see if I can, like, bump into them by accident. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the nice thing about Charleston, I hear. He's, like, all over the place. So, but that's right. awesome, though. I'm glad. What, now, so do you have um, any meetings today you're going to hit on a Sunday? Um, yes. I'm picking up my two-year chip tonight. Nice. Houses and my sponsor and my peer counselor is going to show up, my fiance. So they're going to come out and support, and, you know. That's awesome. That's That's got to be a good feeling then. Like, I know, like, I know it is. Yeah. The longest I could have stopped using it, because I used to be on probation, and, like, the longest I'll stop is, like, a week. So I, because I know I got a drug test coming up, so I'll stop, like, a week ahead so I can take my drug test, and right after that, I'll go back out, so... So it's a really good feeling to be clean as long. Yeah, I was gonna. That's what I meant earlier when I was asking about like the times off for probation. So you were just like stopping a week early every time you had probation. Yeah. Like, were you on probation a lot? With I mean, with that many, how many charges again did you have? Twenty one different arrests. Yeah. Um, the charge before I got um to Dorchester County, um, it was a like a break and entry. So I had spent a couple of months in there, and um, then I ended up getting probation, three years probation. Then I messed up again with Dorchester County. So they ended up terminating it so I can start drug court. Okay, so now when you went in that couple months for the B&E um, and you got out, like, and you were on, you were going to do probation, you were mm-hmm. clean for a couple months. Yeah, I was clean for a couple months. So no, what happened? actually, that's when I—that's when I had did the um the ice. Yeah, but that was only one so time. Ice, though. But you um, were you were you yeah. were basically clean though for two months. That wait, you weren't yeah. ready to quit yet. You were just looking forward to no, getting I out. No, I wasn't ready to quit. I was you were looking forward to getting out. Now, but I was ready to get out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes more sense. Okay. I'm so glad that you're at where you're at now. Like, sometimes it takes what it takes, and if it takes a year and a half stay. It takes a year and a half stay. Yep. I mean, how was that year and a half besides kicking? Like, you know, how was it for you besides like having to kick and get clean? Um, it was it was okay. I mean, okay, like so, just to stay, you know, to stay in jail. Yeah, like because I I've heard some were good and I've heard some like people say yeah it wasn't that bad and I've heard some going yeah, it was bad. <laughs> you know, it was it was pretty easy. I mean, we had tablets and I was also a dorm cleaner. So I was I wasn't in my cell like all the time. So yeah, you found one of the jobs that okay. got you. But I know every, yeah, everything happens for a reason. You know, I I needed to sit because yeah. I was I was reckless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good thing you did. Good thing you found that. You know, good thing you figured like you know what I'm done. You know, like yeah. this isn't this well, isn't yeah. working. You were like 30 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so like yeah, I remember being 31 and being like, what am I doing? Like you know. Yeah. I feel like that's a popular age, like 30, 31, where yeah. we're like, you start reevaluating your 20s, and you're like, I can't have my 30s look like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So down walking dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, like, you know, I was exhausted. I was just, I was a functioning addict. I was going to work every day, but I was also constantly obsessing. And that obsession, like, that obsession in your mind that you have, that will, that will exhaust you in general. You know, mm-hmm. with your mind going constantly about the drug, 
where right. that's all you're thinking about, that's an exhausting place it can take you. Yeah, it is. Like, where you're just mentally beaten, you know? So right. that, that's how I felt. I was done. Like, I, I was waving my white flag. When I got into rehab, I set myself, you know, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Because right. I am beat to shit. Someone tell me how to fix myself because I'm not doing it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I finally admitted that, like, I needed help because, like, I could not do it on my own anymore. This is not working. Yeah, so, yeah, you know. It's real tiring. Like, <laughs> it's just tiring. It gets but, old. Yeah. And so, but, you know, recovery hasn't gotten old for me yet. I, I enjoy yeah. it every single day. You know, well, waking up, waking up, not in pain, no more withdrawals, none of that. Like, it's been a really yeah. good feeling. You know, what do you think yeah, the best? About when we get the next high from. Yeah, what do you think? Like the best thing that you've gotten back in sobriety that you had before you started the drugs, like in your twenties. Like you know, for yourself, not I don't, not not even like your kid, not e- like anything for yourself, like where like you could appreciate yourself or something like that. My peace, my my self care, and. Like, just my train of thought, motivation. Yeah, okay, so you didn't have any, like, your thoughts were gone, like, you didn't... Most definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were, like, were you basically being trafficked? Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I, I talked to a girl recently where, you know, she was being trafficked, and where, like, they, they took care of her, they gave her a roof and everything, but then, like... You know, they would get her hired in the morning, and then she would have to come back with money at night, or else she couldn't come back. Yeah, I did that for a little while, and um, I got away. I just, you know, I wanted to do my own, be my own boss. So I started doing my own thing, and you know, getting numbers and like making times, you know, to where me and the other person would meet up, you know. Yeah, but yeah. have you have you always been a lesbian then, and mm-hmm. just that was just straight business? <laughs> Yeah, straight business. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, don't give me no feelings with me. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, did that have any play any part in like your story at all when it came to like, you know, drugs and alcohol at all or no? What's that? Like, you know, was your sexual re- like being lesbian? Like, cause I've talked to people that were like gay bashed and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. Like the like did the molestation and rape anything happen before I turned lesbian? You were lesbian before that, right? Yeah, before all that, all that happened. But yeah. you know, were you targeted because you were a lesbian? Do you think um, that like yeah. people knew you were a lesbian? Like, oh well, we'll show her what like you know, what a guy's like then. Yeah. yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Because you knew them. Right. So they knew you, you know, like they, you know. Yeah, like. Um, when I used to be on like the make it um it's another street where all the um, you know, prostitutes and stuff be like be at and like I was the most picked up female even though I, I was dressed like a man, so it was it was like weird. <laughs> but I don't yeah. yeah, who knows how that works. You know, I don't I don't know either. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I've never been on the other side of that. So I couldn't yeah. tell you what their mind's like, you know, I only speak to what my mind works and Yeah. You know. <laughs> But either way, I'm I'm glad, like, you know, you're finding peace with that shit. Like, I'm sure it made it to your fourth step, you know, resentments, you know. And oh, yeah. people, you know, we can't control how people are. We can't control what they do, you know. Yeah. And everyone has their own kind of demon they're fighting and shit. So it's better oh, just yeah. to accept the past that we can't change that shit and move the fuck on. 
Yeah, so, I learned from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I got a chance to talk to you and learn more about you. Thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it. It's an honor. I'm going to, um, I'll let you, it'll probably be out later this week or something like that. I got a bunch lined up, you know what I mean? But I, I'll, okay. you'll be seeing them all pop up now that we're friends on Facebook. I do one every day for the whole entire, all right. every month, every day in September, I'm doing a brand new story because it's recovery mm -hmm. month. So, and then in October, right. I'll go back to one a week, probably, or two a week, depending on how many I have backlogged. But, right, okay. yeah, I always let you know, usually, like, 10 o'clock the night before, like, hey, I just picked yours, you're going up next, you know, and All so, right. I'll shoot you a message. So, again, All I, right, I appreciate it, man. have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. All right, All right thank you. again. See you. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye.